You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got? Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And we are just going to hop right in. Listen, sis, I have a question for you. What are you sowing in this season? Better yet, tell me what you're reaping in this season. I want to know what is the fruit of the seeds that you have sown. Everyone recognizes that generally speaking, the right attitudes create positive effects, while wrong or bad attitudes create negative effects. At the end of the day, what you do comes back to you like a boomerang. It is said that the law of sowing and reaping has multiplication powers. Planting one seed of a fruit will reap much fruit in the future. So you have the choice to sow or not sow. But remember, you are a slave to your choices. Since everything you do will come back multiplied, I want us to practice doing good deeds. I want us to practice being wise, working hard, staying honest, loving your neighbor, and trust me, your life will be a success. Sowing poorly will have negative results, and negative results equal really no results. Sowing on shallow ground or not watering your seeds will not produce a crop at least not a good one. A successful crop is not brought forth because you simply sowed a seed. There are certain conditions that must be met. So what have you been sowing? What have you been watering? And what have you been reaping? I know we must have all heard the story of the farmer sowing and reaping from the Bible in the book of Matthew. And if you haven't heard it yet, don't worry, I got you. I'm gonna read it to you. So I'm gonna be reading from the NLT version. And this is Matthew. Matthew 13, one to nine. And this is the parable of the farmer scattering the seed that Jesus was telling the people. So listen, it says, later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shores. He told many stories in the form of parables such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field. Some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. Those seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns and grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So ladies, as the world begins to get themselves ready to come out of quarantine or your shelter in place, I want us to reflect on what 
we have done over the past two weeks, months, six weeks, however long you have been home. We cannot sow oranges and expect to reap pineapples. Likewise, we cannot sow disobedience to God and expect to reap his blessings. We can only reap the kind that we sow. So let us not deceive ourselves. We will reap the harvest of our lies. If we sow a lot of evil, we will reap a lot of evil. And if we sow a lot of good, we will reap an abundance of blessing. Listen, sowing and reaping is usually taught about when we talk taught about talk about finances, but that's not what we're talking about today. Let's throw finances out the door. Today, we're simply talking about your decisions and your actions. What you sow is what you reap. This works for your decisions, your actions, your discipline, your hard work, What you sow is what you reap. Farmers don't usually sow one seed because they expect to harvest in abundance. So they sow multiple seeds. You can't just wake up one morning, yeah, and decide you're gonna work hard on today and then don't work hard for another week. That's not how it works. You will receive one day's worth of results. It is continuous. You have to sow multiple seeds. A single seed that sprouts can yield dozens of fruit with hundreds of seeds. A lot of seeds soon will yield thousands of seeds resulting in thousands of crops. It is the same way with unrighteousness and righteousness. A decision, even just a small one to do either good or bad, reaps much bigger crop for either joy or sorrow. And the same thing goes with the word of God. When we allow God's word to produce good habits in us, the results multiply. Matthew 13 also says down in the 23rd verse that the one who whose seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirty. On the other hand, the prophet Hosea states that those who choose to sow the wind will reap a whirlwind. They sowed wickedness and reaped more wickedness than they could even imagine. So I want to go back to our topic. What have we sown in this season? Let's think about our actions. We're, we're thinking about our actions. We're thinking about our mindset, what we have done, or maybe what we haven't done. But what are we sowing? We can't sit here and ask God to bless us with more and bless us with this, that, and the other, but we haven't put in the work. I want to remind you, going back to something that you've heard me say before, that we have to do the work. Do not be the person who just has one productive day every 10 days. You have to have consistency and discipline to get your result. So that means consistently sowing seeds. Whether it's every day you're working out because you're trying to live a healthy life or lose weight, or maybe every day you're studying towards that degree that you've been working towards, or maybe every day you're doing a little to learn a skill that will help. You have to do it. You have to sow multiple seeds. Do it daily. Do it consistently. You have to come by and water that seed. You have to nurture that seed. You just can't expect that one day you're going to say, I'm going to learn how to play the piano today. And On the one day, you find something, you practice it, and that's it, and expect to become a pianist. That's not how it's going to work, sis. I know you know that. 
You have to practice time and time and time again. You have to go over it. You have to come back and do it again until you get it right. That is the same with anything that God has instructed you to do in this season. You need to practice. That's why we don't go around reading the Bible just once. We read the Bible over and over and over and over and over again. This should be a lifelong book that we result to, not something that we can pick up and put down. The person who read the Bible once will forget. That's just our nature. We forget things. We think we have it down, but we forget things. But once you read something four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, or once you read something decades after decades after decades, guess what? Not only is it becoming concrete in your mind, but It's even forming in your subconscious. So when you're going through hard times, guess what your brain goes to? Something that you weren't even aware that you were walking around with, a good belief, not a limiting belief, a good belief, something from the word of God. So I want you to think, has God spoken to you about a particular habit that you need to get rid of and you have totally ignored him? So if you have been sowing seeds of procrastination and reaping nothing, has God been nagging at you about it and you haven't done anything? Have you been sowing seeds of lack of discipline? Have you been sowing seeds of gossip? What type of seeds have you been sowing? I want you to think about your harvest, your future harvest. What do you want it to look like? Have you started something in response to instructions God has given you but wandered off into procrastination? Has the Holy Spirit pricked your conscience about a relationship that you should fix? And you called the person and they didn't answer. So you did not call back and you have the nerve to be saying, well, you know, Lord, I called. Are you trying to outsmart God? Did you call, let the phone ring three times and then hang up? I want you to really take a self-evaluation. And remember, in this community, when we look at ourselves, we take our emotions out of it and just have a firm, hard look. We're looking at the facts, simply the facts so that we can fix the the issue and get it right the next time. So take the emotion out of it. If you did that, guess what? You recognize it, you're gonna fix it, and you're not going to continue to do that. What chapters are you on since you started writing your book? Not really. What chapter are you on since you started writing your book? Are you still daydreaming about what the cover is going to look like? How you feel when you become a best-selling author on Amazon or the New York Times? Instead of moving on with actually writing the chapters? Take care of the chapters. Take care of the writing. The cover will come later. Too many times we focus on the wrong thing. Remember, all you have is all you need. So whether you are, whether God has instructed you to start, I don't know, maybe he instructed you to start a podcast and you think you need the fancy laptop and the fancy mic and all of that to get started. No, you don't. Listen to me. I am talking to you right now at the desk in my bedroom with my laptop and my little mic. Nowhere fancy, no soundproof room, no special mic. This was not an expensive mic, but I started with what I have and all you have is all you need. You can start if you need to with a headphone jack. Actually, you can start if you need to with free Zoom and use the recording on the Zoom or the recording on your phone. We always drum up these 
big expectations of what we're gonna need to get the job done and guess what we don't actually need those things if god told you to do it that means what you have you can get started with and anything else you need he will provide and that is a guarantee that is a promise did you remember we still thinking i'm asking y'all some questions did you give up on the new skill you decided to learn i want you to pick it back up again and keep pushing forward this skill that you've decided to learn or God has instructed you to learn may be what sets you apart in this season. You don't know what's coming, but God does. Have you signed up to the course that will empower you and catapult you to the next dimension or are you too busy counting your coins? Don't you know that if you say yes and make a down payment, God will supply the rest? Remember, faith without works is dead. And as a coach, this is something I hear all the time. I don't have money to do this course, but I really would like to do it. Or I need coaching, but I can't afford it. However, we find the money to eat out at that restaurant to go out with friends, to buy a new outfit for an upcoming event. We have to be disciplined in what we choose to invest in. Invest in yourself, invest in your development. If you sow a consistent seed of investing in yourself, of learning new things, of always bettering yourself, always progressing, all those things will come later. But how you invest in yourself in this season will determine how you make a difference going forth for decades and decades to come. When I started out with life coaching and business coaching, and even when I started my doctorate, I did not have the finances, even when I started my business, but I knew I needed to start and I started. And what, 2019 came and went and I spent over $30,000 on investing in myself and in my business. Did I have $30,000 when 2019 started? No, I had only been working for maybe what, a year? But I still pressed on and God provided. Remember when it's his will, he'll foot the bill. So just start, work on yourself, work on evolving, becoming that better version of you, becoming the you you always knew you were meant to be. Now is the time. I say this as well all of the time. We need to stop praying for things if we're not willing to build the discipline to receive them. So don't pray for God to bless you as a best-selling author. If you won't sit down and write the book, you have to give God something to work with. You have to give him something to bless. You have to give him an empty pot to pour into. That is you sowing your seeds. Even when you don't know what to do, you show up every day. And you say, you know what, God, I don't know what to do today. Guide me. I do that every week for this podcast. Lord, what do you want me to say to your people? And if I don't have anything to say, or if it's not right, I'm not releasing it until I get it right. Because God knows what you need. I don't. I am just a vessel. You are just a vessel. But become the best vessel you can be so that God can continue to work through you and do blessings for you and through you. This is about so much more than you. You are breaking things off from generations before. I mean, let's be real. Many of us knows our discipline is trash. But the problem is we keep telling ourselves we'll deal with it later. We'll work out later. We'll read later. We'll study later. We'll clean later. Hello? 
procrastination? Does that sound like anybody? And because we keep putting it off, we keep seeing the same cycles of defeat over and over and over again. And even until the next generation, this is not something we want to pass on to our kids. No, we have to get it right right now. We need to break the generational curse and make sure that our children will start with a great foundation. We can't continue to blame it on God or or on any and everything else going on outside of us instead of owning up to the truth of what we're allowing to go on in the inside of us. Now is the time to get it right. Now is the time to think all the time, what am I sowing with what I'm doing? Because that's the harvest you're going to reap. Now is the time to get it together. Today, you're going to get it together today. Not when you have more time right? You are in the driver's seat, whether you like it or not. The decision you make today is what will produce the results you will see tomorrow. What you sow today is what you'll reap tomorrow. Come on, you can do it. So I don't want you to leave this shelter in place with your head down or this quarantine with your head down. Do all that you can, all that the Lord has told you to do. Do it with all your might and see the fruits of your labor on the other side of this COVID-19. Listen, I was standing in the mirror looking at myself today and I thought, Shantae, you know, if you just stuck with the workout regimen you had a month ago when you this all started, not even a month, maybe like five, five or so weeks when this all started. You know, by the time you would have went back to work, maybe in June, you probably would have hit the goal you had been aiming for all this time. But what happened? I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it this evening. I'll do it a little later. That happens. And I'm not perfect. And I tell you guys this all the time. I am not perfect. I struggle with procrastination. Hello. I say it all the time. I struggle with that, but that is not me. So I have to make a conscious effort and a conscious decision every day that I'm not going to succumb to my procrastination. I am going to get up and do the work that God has trusted me with because I can't be out in these streets playing willy nilly with what I've asked, what I've been praying for, what God has granted me and the expectation that he's put on my life. The demand that is on my anointing. I can't just be playing with it, talking about I'll do it tomorrow when souls need to be saved today. That's not what's up. I need to do it right now, today. Because I don't know what me doing or sending an email maybe today is going to return in somebody's life when they need it, right? Me sending that motivational email, that motivational newsletter could get somebody out of a dip. If I'm stuck in procrastination and don't do it, that person remains in the dip and it's my fault because I was disobedient. Delayed obedience, I said it last week, is still disobedient. Do not, do not play with God. That is one person you do not want to be disobedient to. Follow instructions. Don't think because you did it, when you wanted to do it on your own time, at least it got done. No, you do it and you do it when God tells you to do it so that it's on his timing and that it's right. You don't want the lashes for the lashes by the lashes. I mean, the Spanx, any of us 90s babies and before know about Spanx. Okay, you don't want Spanx from God because you didn't do what he had called you to do in the time limit that he has given you to do. And you're wondering why the thing that God told you to do isn't blessed. 
was not blessed because you waited too late. Your your timing is gone. He wanted you to do it on Monday so somebody can come along on Tuesday and see it and come back and bless you. But you waited to do it till Thursday. And now the person who was supposed to see it on Tuesday is not going to see it. Whose fault is that? That is your fault. You have a duty of care with the anointing that's on your life. Duty of care is a legal phrase that we use in the legal fraternity. But it simply means that there is a duty, a responsibility on you because of what you're called to do. If I can mix it like that. There is a responsibility on you. There's a responsibility on your life. There is a responsibility attached to your purpose that you have a duty to uphold. So are you upholding it? Are you sowing good seeds? Are you watering your seeds? Are you pulling the weeds out? Are you letting God prune you so you can bring forth fruit? Ask yourselves these questions. I want you to come out of this so much better than when you went in. I want you to to, to see the growth in yourself. I want others to see the growth in you as well. So think about what you're doing. Even let's say the last month, you ain't got it right. It's okay today, T-A-H-D-A-Y, you can get it right. That's all I'm saying. You can get it right and you can continue to get it right day after day after day moving forward. So I want you to remember, you need to sow your seeds. You need to sow multiple seeds. That seeds with an S. And you need to do them on a daily basis, a consistent basis. Be disciplined about what you're sowing. Be disciplined in your action. Second Corinthians 9, 6 says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. If you remain disciplined in the things that God has tasked you to, What you reap will be insurmountable. Remember, seek God, stay disciplined. Do the work, you'll get success. Luke 6, 37 to 38 says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, that is a scripture that is oh oh so popular at offering time. But remember, we're not talking about money right now. We are simply talking about what you do, how you think, your actions and your obedience to God. Imagine if this read like this. Be obedient to God and all things will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For the measure in which you are obedient will be the measure of your blessings. Now, if that scripture read like that, let me tell you something. We might be up here acting a lot different. And guess what? Different scriptures tell us that the importance of us being obedient. But I want us to be obedient and I want us to be timely with what God has tasked us to do. So here, I'm go- I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm not just going to tell you. I'm going to give you some tips, okay? So if you find yourself stuck staying disciplined during this time, I read an article on harvard.edu that you might find helpful. This will help you make make sure that you're staying disciplined, you are sowing the right seeds, your actions are, are lining up, and you're being on time with what God is telling you to do. So make sure that you establish one healthy self-care habits. Taking care of yourself both physically and mentally will not and spiritually will not only help you stay healthy, it will also make it easier to maintain a positive attitude and stick to a regular routine. When working or studying from home on a regular basis, 
A key first step is in staying productive is to act as if you were heading out for a typical day. That means resist the temptation to launch in your PJs all day. We have been through this. And if this is not, if this is your first episode, listen, sis, this is, I'm saying all of this with the most love. When you wake up in the morning, do not just roll over and work in bed. Get up, go take a shower, put on some clothes as if you were going out. I mean, you don't have to go out in your suit, but you know, put on clothes for the day. I've been rocking leggings, right? That's that's my get up for the day look, leggings. My nighttime look is nice sweatpants or pajama pants, but in the day I have on leggings, right? Get ready. Put on a bra if it makes you feel like you're ready for the day. Okay? Do your hair. Put on some makeup if it gives you that that feeling. And then practice good good self-care so you're ready for your day. Have breakfast. Drink your water. Have your cup of tea, coffee or tea that you usually do. Exercise. Go outside for a little bit. Get rest. Be on a schedule. Please. Please. It took me a long time in the first couple of weeks to get myself on a sleep schedule. Don't be me. Get yourself on a sleep schedule. It's going to help you phase back into life a lot easier too. Don't be up to three, four, five o'clock in the morning. Go to sleep at your usual time. If it's 10, if it's 11, whatever your usual time is, go to sleep and then plan your day. What really helps is if you can plan your day the night before. But if you can't, wake up in the morning, set a to-do list and plan your day. It might be difficult right now to differentiate between work, school, and personal time. You may find yourself waiting a little too long to start an assignment like we talked about. Or you may continue to work on a project long past the hours in which you would in your nine to five. So the solution is every morning after you get showered and get dressed, write your goals down and prioritize it for the day. If you need more help with this, I talk about it in the last two episodes, so go back and listen. An organized to-do list will keep you focused on specific tasks you need to complete, and you can check things off. I am a stickler for checking things off. I love a checklist. I get that from my mom. I love a little checklist. I will write it on any piece of paper or on the back of an envelope, and when I'm done or in my planner, I'm just like, check. I feel so accomplished. So that may help you. And make sure that you schedule in breaks. Have yourself a break in the day. Don't overdo it. Have a break. Get some mental clarity and come back to it. Then build a dedicated workspace. Like I said, unless you have no other choice, don't work in your bed. Listen, what works best for me is I go outside and I work. I get my little picnic chair. I put it in my yard. I bring my laptop, my Alexa speaker, and I go sit outside and I get work done until the sun gets too hot and I have to come inside. That works for me. I feel more awake and alert working outside than I do working in my room at the desk. So I go outside because I like to work where there's bright light and there's not enough bright light in my room. So I go outside. What works for you? Do you need to sit at the dining room table? Do you want to sit on the floor? Whatever it is, have a dedicated workspace and eliminate all distractions. If you want to get things done, do not work with Netflix. Let me tell you certain things you can do and you can probably multitask. I I completely agree with you. But when the show is getting good, I've been watching Lifetime Movie Network for the last two days. And every time I try to work, I'm all up in the show and what happened and don't don't do that. And oh, he's over there or grab that high there. I'm yelling at the TV, not focused on the work that I'm doing. However, 
if I turn the, t- the lifetime off and I get back to work, I can get it done in a timely manner. And then I have time later to watch the TV. That's what you want to do. And I want you to focus on the positive. That's probably the biggest thing you could do right now. I want you to focus on the positive. Focus on your scriptures. Focus on your affirmations. Focusing on your time with God and worshiping. Shut out all bad news. If you are looking at CNN or any other news outlet all day, it can become very, very depressing. So it's okay to disconnect. Turn your phone off. Let me tell you the few times in life where I have shut my phone off for the entire day. Let me tell you, it was the best feeling ever. It was so amazing. I turned my phone on and didn't turn it on to the night. It was off all morning into the evening. I spent January 1st, 2020 like that. And it was a gorgeous day. Because I was disconnected and I had time just for me. Sometimes you just have to disconnect. Acknowledge your feelings. Give yourself permission to be human. Find a silver lining every day. Engage in activities that you enjoy as much as possible, okay? These are the tips that will help you stay disciplined. But I want you to remember at all times, what you sow is what you reap. So go forth, sow the good things, right? So discipline, so consistency, so prayer, so worship, so obedience, so blessing, blessing other people in this season. Those are the things I want you to focus on. So when you are go and it's time to reap your harvest, you will be amazed at what God has for you. So that's it for this week's episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. I hope you join us next week for another episode. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with us on Instagram at Shantae Sapphire or at Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. Before we go, let's close out in a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just worship you. We thank you. We honor you. We praise you and we lift our na- your name on high. You are the Alpha and the Omega. So we just thank you, God. We come to you humbly ask, apologizing for all those times that you have told us to do things and we have delayed or we have been dis- disobedient. We ask you to forgive us of those sins, Father God. We ask you to help us develop consistency, develop discipline, God, so that we can sow those things that are right in your eyes so that when our harvest springs forth, it will bring forth many fruit for generations to come, Father God. I pray that you give us a desire to get things done right away as you tell them to us. I pray that you continue to allow us to be bold in our purpose, to do the things in which we are called without any reservation. Cover those who are listening to this podcast. Keep them healthy. Keep them safe. Keep their friends and family safe and continue to download into them the things that you would have to do them to do in this season. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. See you all next week for another episode.